Thanks for listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. For that, you deserve a holiday with RAA. Win your dream holiday thanks to RAA Travel. Just register at safm.com.au. RAA does holidays everywhere, every day. Book yours today with RAA. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning, South Australia. Uh, good morning, Soda. Back on the news desk last night on Channel 7, working yeah. both ends of the day. Dal, how are you feeling? Look, I'm going well. Can I just um, pick up there that you said straight away, good morning, South Australia, because you are about to talk about the news desk and me. Yeah, I've got my news voice on. You slipped into news mode. So can you say good morning, South Australia, just as Beck walking down the street? Oh, g'day, South Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> no, somewhere it split the difference. Somewhere in the middle. And do you do your newsreader one? Good morning, South Australia. <laughs> <laughs> when you were at home with James. Oh, here right? we go. Here when we you were go. at home with James and you might summon him to the boudoir. spend some time together. Well, that, that, oh, give me a little. Um, back in 1990 something. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend I'm Jimbo. Can you just summon me to uh, come and spend some time together? Honey, it's time for babe. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just call me. If he's listening, he's like, I don't remember that last time. Now, call me in for a coffee to your house. Soda, would you like to come over and have a coffee? Now, can you do it as a normal well, human being? You know, we're doing this in Breaking Tunes. There's a whole game based around this. Yes. Yeah. We're doing that this morning. Yeah, and yeah, now, now ask Why me is this in such a novelty? Terms. You sit on a news desk every night. Why is this a novelty to hear this? Because when I sit there, I'll just say, all right, let's say, for example, uh, hello again, uh, Rebecca Morse has just signed a lucrative $6.5 million three-year contract oh, like with SAFM. Wow. Right? Okay. That's how I would say it. Okay, I wouldn't say... Hello again, Rebecca Morse has just signed a lucrative $6.5 million contract with SAFM. Welcome back to 7 News. What is with your two voices? I don't know, it's just the newsreader voice. Mate, the newsreader voice is this. G'day mate, Nick Kyrgios. Well, his knee's shit, he's out of the Australian Open. That's why they put sport at the end of the bullet, it it. doesn't matter. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Checking the pulse on SA, it's... The Soda Stream. Uh, Rightio, if you have a little baby brewing in the tummy at the moment and you're short on ideas for names, um, I'm going to give you the top names in South Australia for the year, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, so, number one for the girls. Have a guess, Beck. What do you reckon? Oh, I reckon it's usually something like Charlotte. Right. Jeez, uh, you you know exactly what you're doing. Charlotte sits number two. Oh. So, number one is Isla. Oh, okay. We've had 106 Islas born in South Australia. Charlotte, number two, correct. Amelia. Good morning, Amelia Mulcahy. Willow. Oh, I like Willow. That's oh, a good name. Oh, gosh. That's a bit unusual to be in the top five. 79 Willows uh, and 77 Graces. Oh, that's... I had that one 19 years ago. I was ahead of the curve. You certainly were. Um, so, Isla. Uh, actually, my daughter, Sienna's bestie is an Isla. And my bestie's daughter is an Isla. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, from Isla Fisher, because prior to uh, Isla Fisher, remember when Isla Fisher started acting, everyone was calling her Isla Fisher, because they'd never heard the name before. Absolutely. Married to the wonderful Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen. And if you've never watched Bruno, just Google oh, the scene with Millie Bruno Vanilli. all the time. Just, if you do it, don't let yes. kids be around. But it's a scene you need to really see. It's in a same. Anyway, I'm, um, I'm going offline here. Uh, boys' names. Number one, take a stab in the dark, Morse. Um, uh, Come on. Uh, um, oh, my friend's just had a baby called Oliver. You've got it. Oh, Oliver is on. number one. She's bang on demo. 168 Olivers. Uh, then it's Noah, Henry, Leo and Archie. Okay. There's your top five. I like them. Mm, not bad at all, Don't is it? I'm not having any more kids, though. 
You sure? My ovaries are shriveled. Yeah, you can They're bring like them back, mate. Little sultanas. In I reckon. There. I reckon you and James <laughs> could go again. Have a little number four. Um, now, Nick Kyrgios, we, we talked about he's out of the Australian Open. Of course, he's got that little knee injury. But that's not uh, the biggest problem that he's got to deal with at the moment. He's in a little bit of trouble with the law. <gasps> Take a listen to 7 News last night. Nick Kyrgios's day is unlikely to get better. He was photographed on Elizabeth Street, appearing to break two laws on one scooter. No helmet and carrying a passenger. He will be spoken to. It's been reported to us. So because it has been reported to us, we'll reach out to Mr Kyrgios through Tennis Australia. The fine for no helmet, $231.00. Carrying a passenger, one hundred and eighty-five. Oh, Nick. So what's that? Two thirty. Maths, four hundred and sixteen dollars. Oh right, eh, smarty pants. Rain man over here. How did you get that? Got the um, calculator out before the show. <laughs> <laughs> four hundred and sixteen bucks. Um, do you know what I've got to say? Have you been on those scooters around town? Obviously, that's what he was I on have. in Melbourne. I I don't like the helmets because they ruin my hair, but I do wear them. <laughs> really. Um, You're like, it was already ruined. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to go there, but if um, vanity overrides safety for you, that's up to you. Um, the other day, I took my little fella Felix on one of those scooters, um, and I've realised that I'm not meant to have two on, given what Nick Kyrgios has oh just gosh. done. And you but know Grant Stevens, the police commissioner, I, listens to this show. Good morning, Grant. I won't do that ever again, and I was wearing a helmet. But do you know the one thing is, we were over near the tennis centre at Memorial Drive, and I must have veered into one of those zones where you're not meant to go. Oh, yeah. So the thing just stopped on its own. So we're standing in the middle, and Felix goes, Dad, it's not working. I go, I know, there's something wrong with it. And I look on the map, and it's got this little zone that you're out, you're oh. into, and it stops it. So I had to drag the thing about 200 metres in front of a couple of hundred people. Oh, so if anyone saw me doing it, I wasn't stealing it. I was just <laughs> trying to work it. Then I got the little invoice saying it cost you $12.25. And they said, were you happy with the ride? And I sent back. I said, no, I actually carried the thing for the whole ride. And they refunded the money. Oh, you're just sending them out of business. Um, $416. Yes. How long would it take Curios on the court? To pay back a $416 fine. Oh, it'd be one fault. <laughs> <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Well, Beck, big news in the sporting world. Nick Kyrgios out of the Australian Open before he's even swung a racket. A huge blow for the Australian Open. Well, we need to talk about this. Mark Woodford is in the studio here, 17-time Grand Slam champion, Aussie tennis superstar. Woody, thanks for coming in. Great to see you guys. Woody, you know Nick Kyrgios well. What are your thoughts on him? The talent, the talent, the talent speaks so loudly, um, and it has for a number of years. I, I, you know, for for people out there that watch the sport, I mean, it is demanding physically and mentally, and probably over time, Nick has really struggled in both areas. There, mm. there are times that maybe his his training has, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll say, non-existent. You know, he hasn't really put that uh, time off the court to. Um, help him get through the Grand Slams. It's seven matches over two weeks. Mm. It is a tough journey to get through. Um, and, and perhaps his body has betrayed him. And then, of course, he's gone through some mental health mm. issues uh, uh, as well. And those demons, it, it is a struggle. It's a struggle to believe in yourself. Mm. I think basically that's what's been missing with Nick Kyrgios. Mm. And then bang, last year, you know, he turns up at Wimbledon um, and, and spoke before the tournament that, he thinks he's one of the best players. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the time, his, he hadn't been winning that many matches, but he stood up in a big way. Mm. And he was so close to actually winning the mm. title. But it, it's at that moment that I think he then, the doubts started to reappear. And when you're on the singles court, the only person that you've got to talk to mm. 
is yourself. Or you can abuse your box. You, he does. If, if, your, if your children behaved like he behaves on the court. I would be pulling them off the court immediately. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I can't. I don't care how successful he is. That sportsmanship, I can't. Really? Yes, really. Yeah. The abusing it's, the abusing the mm. the box, abusing the umpires, the allegations of his conduct against women. I can't. Mm. I don't care. You, you know what though? I, I mean, I can't say unequivocally, but I think he does come off the the court in those instances, and I think he does recognise. I'd like to believe he recognises that. You, you know, how damaging it perhaps has been. Okay. And I think he's trying to work on it. I, I think this relationship that he's in now has been very helpful. Yep. Um, mm. uh, and I think it's mellowed him. Yep. Maybe age as well. He's, yep. he is not a, he's not a young fella anymore. Um, and it would, if he looked back at his career and didn't achieve anything, I th- it would really haunt him. Well, can I ask you one thing, just on pure talent alone, is he that good as a player if he can get everything else right? He, he certainly could give it a tilt. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't go that far um, as, mm. as saying that he could, you know, be the best player in the planet and, and maybe dominate. Um, mm. But he yep. is talented, and, yeah. and I think he can potentially win a Grand Slam. But as Nick has probably already, you know, said over the last couple of months, if he wins a Slam. He's going to be one and done. And I really, th- I think he would really? step out of the game. It's, it's a little like Ash Barty. I think she was ready to, to move on. She wanted, uh, uh, you know, other uh, elements of her life yep. to flourish. And we, obviously we now see her mm. um, pregnant and yeah, ready to be a, a, a parent. Um, for Nick, I think, you know, it is the difficulties that ha- mm. he has experienced in his career so far, I think if he got that one Grand Slam title, we'd be saying, you, you know, uh, uh, well done, Nick. And, we, you know, he'd probably be sitting on a beach and mm. enjoying the rest of his life. Well, it's not going to be over the next fortnight that he's going to win that Grand Slam, Woody, but uh, fascinating insight. We need to get you back in tomorrow, though, Woody, because you've got some amazing stories about the likes of playing with John McEnroe, Martina Navratilova. But thank you so much for coming in today. Tough. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck, last night I spent an hour and a half from 7.30 to 9pm doing an online course. Yeah, are you learning another language? Or? I'm trying to improve myself. And not only that, it's another hour and a half tonight and another hour and a half tomorrow night. It's actually a meditation course. When will we see the improvement? <laughs> well, I meditated for 15 minutes last night at the end of the little lesson. Um, right. No, I'm doing this online course. It's fantastic. Sam is the meditation coach and he was absolutely brilliant taking you through why you do it. Now, I did a meditation course it's called Transcendental Meditation about three years ago. Oh. And religiously, I would meditate 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night for years. And, and I thought it was fantastic. But I've got to be honest, in the last year or so, I probably lost my way towards that and didn't really do much. So I found out about this and I thought, if I go and do a bit of a refresher, it might help me just get the balance right again. So why do you meditate? Um, well, because I think... My biggest problem is I've tried to be a people pleaser my whole life and I've done what I think I should be doing rather than what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know when people say, oh, can you come along and do this or can you help out here? Yep. And I go, yeah, yeah, sure. Or do you yep. want to go and have lunch? I go, yeah, yeah, no worries. And then a week later when I have to go and do it, after I've made the appointment, I sit there and go, I don't really feel like doing it. Oh, so I'll I've... cancel our one o'clock then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you go and get some lunch? So I felt like I wasn't being, if this makes sense, authentic yep. to myself. So I started doing that and it really worked. But I've noticed that I've sort of got away from it in the last year. So I thought if I get back into it, but 
I'm trying to stop worrying about what other people's views and expectations are on me and just worry about my own. Mm -hmm. So being authentic to what I really want to believe and be, but then also being vulnerable enough to say, look, if I'm struggling, I'm struggling. Yep. So that's why I started doing the course. And look, even already last night, we go through the principles of meditation and there were sort of five people online with us all doing it. And then Sam said, right, to finish tonight's first episode or tonight's first training, we're now going to meditate for 15 minutes. And I went, oh, great. So I lie back and you do the breathing and you, you use your torch to spotlight on where you want to be thinking and so mm -hmm. forth, right? Very deep. Anyway... And then start breathing and then he was talking and he had this beautiful soothing voice. And before I know it, I just drifted off and said, make sure you don't lie down because if you lie down, you'll start to um, get your sleeping principles. You know, if your head's resting, you'll start to fall asleep. That's yep. not what we want. Anyway, I've started to drift off and then I hear, Mark. Mark, we're finished. Mark. I reckon it felt like I was meditating for 30 seconds. I slept through the whole bloody thing. So I don't know if it's working yet, but I'm going to go back again tonight. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Is it right? Is it wrong? Yeah, registered to be a part of Right or Wrong at safm.com.au and you could win $1,000. Now, this morning's contributor is so juicy, we've had to mm. fake her name and alter her voice. Good Ooh. morning, Hayley. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Yeah, very good. Now, Hayley, I have seen some notes on what you're about to talk to, and I'm very, very excited. Right. Is it right or wrong to lie on your CV or your resume? Oh. Tell us what happened. I think it's 100% okay to do it. Um, I, I'm a big believer in you fake it till you make it. I feel mm -hmm. if you can do it confidently enough, absolutely. Tell us what happened with you. So I said that I, I applied for a job and it was in HR management. Mm -hmm. And it was something I obviously wanted to get into, um, but I had zero qualifications. I didn't have any managerial um, experience, no HR. It was just something I was really interested in. So I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. And during the interview, they didn't really ask about any of the qualifications. They sort of were just asking, you know, all their questions about, you know, how you, how you cope in certain situations. So I thought, okay, the interview went well. We'll see how we go. And five years later, still haven't asked for any qualifications. I've run over a thousand interviews and yeah, I've just been faking it till I made it. And I've, yes, yeah, so I've been a HR manager with zero experience for five years. Hayley, is it a big company that you're working for? It is a big company. Sorry, I worked for a company called... Um, oh, oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Uh, uh, Hayley, we, we can't get you to tell us who the right, company was. Um, right. Okay. Um, Beck, where do you sit with this? Because I don't mind a little bit of mayo on your salad, but well, this is an embellishment. Oh, Hayley, you sound like a lovely girl, but I'm going to go wrong because <sighs> I feel like there are people in the industry who've studied, had the qualifications, Come had on. the runs on the board, and then they don't get the opportunity to get the job that they probably deserve. Hayley, can I ask, did you have any sort of guilt over the last five years or are you pretty comfortable that you bluffed your way through? Do you know what? There were times that I did. However, mm. I spent a lot of out-of-hours time doing lots of research myself, lots of YouTube videos. You know how you've got your um, HR for dummies? I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I invested a lot of out-of-hours time um, for that sort of position. And I think the passion I brought to it and, you know, the experience I tried to fluff my way with, I feel like 
it was okay in my instance, but you do make a very good point. I do, times like, yeah, when people say things like that, I do feel a little guilty. You're right, people have taken that time. Well, <laughs> Hayley, we do appreciate your honesty for our right and wrong this morning. Give us a call on 13 10 60, right or wrong, to lie on your resume. Juicy one. Is it right? Is it wrong? So we just heard from Hayley, not her real name, who admitted yes. to lying about her qualifications. She had zero qualifications mm. and scored herself a senior HR role, which she held successfully for five years. Right or wrong? Soda, your thoughts? Well, she conducted over a thousand interviews and didn't get busted. So she must have been competent. Yeah. You know, she could walk the walk. Yeah. Clearly, after she, well, faked the talk. Um, so you think look, it's okay? You look, think it's I right? I think it's okay to add a bit of mayo. Okay. Because you still need to back it up. And if you can't back it up, I think purely plagiarising or making up or creating a CV with um, degrees is not correct. But I think okay. you can tell a few little porkies oh, to get you through. I disagree. Really? Yes. Oh. Um, what about Chris from Angle Vale? I don't remember the last time I submitted an accurate resume and I've had over 48 jobs. Good on you, Chris. Well, you can certainly... Be, hang on, I'm thinking if you've got 48, I don't know if you're lasting. Yeah, a lot of jobs. Uh, Renee joins us. Okay, Renee, what do you think? Now, you've got an HR background, haven't you? I do. I used to work in a recruitment agency, and really? I definitely think it's wrong to lie on a resume because, especially in Adelaide, that can haunt you for a long time. I know recruiters who remember people from 20 years ago, and one of the juiciest ones that I see... Um, was a girl who had listed her achievements and her role as mine. They were all something I had done in a previous role and it definitely could not have been a mistake um, because she had just worked there in a work experience capacity. And she actually holds some quite senior roles now, but she doesn't seem to last in them because they probably find out that she can't do what she said she can do on her resume. So, Renee, when you worked that out, did you call her on it? Um, I did many years ago, and I noticed she made some adjustments to future resumes. That's how often I'd see her resume floating around. Wow. Um, but she never took it out completely. This feels very single white female. She's just stalking, almost uh, impersonating you, Renee. Oh, I wasn't that exciting. It was my first job, but she must have thought it was a yeah. great job. Okay, interesting wow. insight from an HR person that this happens a lot. Thank you so much, Renee. Uh, it's a wrong. Mm, 131060, is it okay to tell... Your little lies on your CV back mm. to land the job. Come on, you've got to back it up. It's no. okay. It's okay just to, a little bit of mayo. Not when people study for mm. years to achieve the correct qualifications for a job. Don't squeeze the whole bottle on. Just a little splatter no, of mayo. Just a bit of sriracha, you reckon. There you go. Right or wrong, Renee in Andrew's Farm to Lie on your resume. Wrong. wrong. Good girl, why? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Don't Straight hold back out wrong. Right? Because, you know what? It, is, it does have to do with safety. And I do, I do know a guy who's failed his pilot's license for years now, for years now. Plus, I have got multiple qualifications under my belt, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple qualifications under my belt. How dare someone go into a job, thank it till you make it, when I paid lots of money, lots of money. I put in effort, I put in time, I put in studying to grow my brain, my brain real big, all right, real big. And yeah, what, they can go in there, fake it till you make it. That's not fair. That is not fair. How dare they? (laughs) Like, you know, and then what about OH&S as well, right? Like, the other 
girl, yes, she's a HR person, but she also said that she doesn't have the qualifications to deal with that. What if mm. someone had suicidal tendencies or whatnot? She didn't have the mental yeah. capability to deal with that. That yeah. is not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. You know, and then, you know, if you are a, like, that's a bad yep. first impression as well. So what, Renee. you're a liar on paper and yep. you're a liar in real life All too. Right. That's Renee. terrible. Yeah. Renee, no thank you No black or white when much. it comes to Renee. I was just wondering whether she's sitting on the fence there. Um, no, no, no. It is definitely a double shot Tuesday for Renee. She is <laughs> up and about. Hey, Renee, thank you. But you know what? Yeah. It just shows how passionate yep. people can be, particularly if you've been slighted for a job from someone who's been telling some lies. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we have an employment and HR specialist, Natasha. Uh, right or wrong to lie on your resume? Hi, Beck and Soda. It's 100% wrong. Um, I even wrote a book called From Hire to Fire and Everything in Between. And right. it terrifies me. It's unethical. It's fraud. And you can go to jail for this. So if you want to go to jail, that's a good way to get there. Um, Natasha, can I ask, have you got any idea, I imagine you did a reasonable amount of research from hire to fire and everything in between with your book. Do we ever see a bit of a gauge of what percentage of people lie on their resumes? Yeah, it's it's about 25%. And then I reckon it's even higher for those people who do those embellishments that you were talking about, Soda. Right. So it is rampant and it needs to be stopped. And the best way to stop it is to do recruitment well. And I think some businesses are hugely they can't find people at the moment, yeah. so they are uh, doing cutting corners and making some big mistakes. And in HR, this is a big issue because the fines for a business for getting this stuff wrong, that's why it terrifies me, is yep. $66,000 per breach for the yeah. company and thirteen for her that did it if wow. she gets caught. And what about um, with referees? Do people fake their referees as well? They absolutely do. So they just generally say at the bit of, call Mary Smith. Well, who the hell is Mary Smith? Mm. What you need to do is through the CV say, who did you report to in that role and call that person? And you can even uh, do statement of services, you know, just yep. bring the organisation and say, when did they work there? Yeah. How long did they work there? Check it out. Don't uh, just take it on what the CV says. Um, Natasha, just quickly, thank you so much too for your insight. Just before you go, what's the worst sort of example you come across of someone lying yeah. and what they're able to get away with? Uh, look, there's a guy in uh, the US at the moment, George Santos, who's a Republican who's just been elected to the Congress, and he has lied about his university. He's lied about the sporting teams. He's even said he was Jewish. He's not. He's also wow. said that he had mates that were killed in a shooting in the US, and he's just been found out, and now his party are calling on him to resign. Another example, an organisation I worked for found out eight months after a heap of people had started that their qualifications were wrong, mm. and they all got fired, even though they are actually doing a good job because integrity was a key core value. And also, at the end of the day, it's fraud. Yeah. They, they've yeah. said they can do something they can't. It's wrong. Yeah. Natasha Hawker, Employment and HR Specialist. Thank you. I think unanimously wrong. Yeah. Just, Absolutely. Just earn your stripes, people. Play yep. it straight. Um, Natasha's book, From Hire to Fire and Everything in Between. Hey, thanks so much for your calls, Adelaide. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh my gosh, look at these trending topics. I think I know the answer to this question, Soda, mm -hmm. but do you follow the Kardashians? <laughs> Oh, yeah. What have you got for me? Uh, do you think I'd follow the Kardashians? No, I don't. And can I tell you that I didn't. When I started this job, I was all high and mighty. went, oh, I'm not talking about those Kardashians. And now I'm like lapping it up like a cat. I love about the Kardashians is I loved Bruce Jenner. 
when um, Caitlin was Bruce, and of course he won the Olympic gold medal in decathlon. I thought he was one of the greatest athletes I'd ever seen in my well, life. I think you can still love her. Oh no, I do. But I'm yeah. saying that's as how you Bruce follow Jenner, the journey. Yes, absolutely. So my whole thought of the Kardashians and the Jenners and all that is around was to sport. Go back you found a sport angle. Oh, well done, you. Okay. Well, now I'm lapping up the fact that Kanye appears to have got married, even though we don't know if it's official, to mm. an Australian girl. She's a Melbourne girl, 27-year-old architect. Bianca Sensori. What right. does Kim think about this? Well, she does what any slighted woman mm. does when something happens with her ex. She gets on the gram and makes uh. cryptic stories, which uh. I'm loving. Yep. Uh, they were quickly deleted, but this is what they were because someone screenshotted them. I'm in my quiet girl era. I don't have much to say, just much to do. Mm. Just remember the black sheep usually turns into the goat. Oh. Keep doing you. Goat is in the greatest of all time. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and then people yeah. who want to see you win will help you win. Remember that. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? What a great insight into life. You're being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Closer to home and my others. <laughs> my favorite viral video last year yes. was Kendall Jenner trying to cut a cucumber. Please you, tell me you saw this. Hang on. Isn't Jenner's one of the Kardashians Yeah, as that was well? my segue. Are you inserting Keep her up. into this as well? Yes, because there's, oh a, there's an Australian connection. There's a connection to the hit network. So basically in their reality TV mm. show, she was in the kitchen and she was trying to slice a cucumber for a snack. And she right. had clearly never, ever sliced a cucumber in her whole life before. She was holding the knife and, the, and the, her hand on the cucumber the wrong way like she was going to lose a finger. I thought she'd be a little more adept at that sort of thing. No. So she, basically they've had cooks their whole life. They're in, completely entitled. Anyway, about the cucumber. She, she is now embracing the embarrassment of that and taking the, she's paying herself out right. <laughs> about the fact she can't slice a cucumber in a new Uber Eats ad that also stars Abby Chatfield, Shannon Knoll and Mark Phillips. Let's try and keep up. Uber oh, the Eats. Poo. Yes, the now Scud's you're following. Back. Okay. Oh, I knew I was interested. Sport. Hang on. So, Eb- What's Scud doing with the cucumber? Uh, he says, uh, can I order myself? So basically it's about Uber <laughs> Eats being able to order anything now. Right. And he said, can I order myself a new nickname? Because his name, nickname's Poo. But Abby Chatfield is ordering something herself. Take I'm listen. on Uber Eats. Want anything? Anything? What about this? I hope so. What about uh, something easier to cut? Sure. You need to see it. It's very visual, but you can hear from the sound effect what Abby's ordering. An electric toothbrush? An electric toothbrush, yes. Oh. So if you would like an electric toothbrush and a cucumber, <laughs> go to Uber Eats. Shush! Can wrap I it, wrap ask, it, wrap it. Can I just ask, how long was that segment? <laughs> uh, it was three and a half oh, minutes well, of your life. You'll never get yeah. back. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. This is Breaking I have a bunch of song lyrics, but instead of yep. singing them, uh, which wouldn't be fun for anyone, I read them in a newsreader voice and you have to identify them and then you win a prize. Yay. Good luck because you've played this a couple of times with me and I have no idea what you're talking about. In fact, <laughs> I'm not even sure what language you speak when you talk newsreader. Uh, Roxanne from Mitchell Park. Good morning, Roxy. How's your start to the day been? Yeah, pretty good. Dropping my husband off to work. Nice. Jeez, you're an early bird. Hey, thanks so much for the early call. Right, Roxanne, stand by, because uh, you are going to take on Zach. Uh, good morning to you, Zach. Morning. How's it going? Good, buddy. You're from the southeast. Whereabouts? Which town? Ah, uh, Lucendale. Very nice. Oh, Glenelg Football Club territory. Yeah, that's it. Good work. Okay, Zach and Roxanne, um, I can only say this to both of you. Good luck. Yep. Names of your buzzers, nice and loud. Best of three. Here we go. This just in. You want me, I want you, baby. My sugar boo, 
I'm levitating. The Milky Way, we're <laughs> renegating. Zach. Zach. Is it levitating by Dua Lipa? Hey! Yeah. Yes, mate. It is. Well I done. saw her when she came to town. She is one of the hottest specimens of a human Ooh. I have ever seen. Yeah, but let's stop looking at the surface side of it. What's she like as a yeah. person? What's her heart like? And she's a kind, generous soul, which is much more important. important. I tell yeah. my girls that right. every day. Uh, well done, Zach. You can win it here. Roxanne, you need this to stay in the game. Good luck. Come on. This just in. Hello from the other side. Zach. I must have. Oh, Zach, cheesy quick. What is it, mate? Is that Hello by Adele? Yeah. Oh. Win. <laughs> well done, Zach. Congratulations. Congratulations. Zach, you are absolutely on fire. Um, Roxanne, you still there? I am. Oh, hey, Roxanne, thank you so much for playing, but obviously you come up against the formidable <laughs> opponent this morning. You have a wonderful day. Uh, you too. Thank you. There you go. Nice work. And Roxanne, thank you. Zach, you are off to the Monster Truck Rumble. Well done, son. Beautiful. Thank you. The kids will love it. <laughs> Good on you, Zachy, you Lucendale superstar. Mate, you have just... Uh, look, to be honest, I can't understand what Beck says in that <laughs> whole competition, yet you nailed it. You just went bang, bang. Great work. SAFM's Beck and Soda. I do have some exciting personal news for yes. our family. But first, Soda, um, as we... Get to know each other. Um, I we had a bit of a, a family uh, tragedy, I guess you would say, last year right. uh, in June when we uh, lost our beautiful family pet, our um, our liver spotted Dalmatian Henley passed right. away last year. Uh, how long had Henley been part of the family? Um, we got him from the Animal Welfare League when mm-hmm. he was one, and we had him for eight years. So the girls right. had really grown up with him. He'd always been a part of our yeah. family. So what, Frankie's 11? Yeah, so younger, she... So from about, yeah, two yeah, or three. Yeah, she didn't remember any any life without oh. Henley. Yeah. Um, and can I ask, what happened um, Henley? Henley um, got out of our um, front gate yeah. um, when a friend came around, and um, we live on quite a busy road, uh, and he was hit by a car outside our house, and he um, oh, no. he didn't make it to the vet. Really? Yeah. Um, were you there? No, no, a friend was there and um, James, my husband, got the phone call from the vet and he didn't even even know anything had happened and he got a phone call from the vet uh, saying, we've got your dog here um, and sadly uh-huh. um, he didn't make it. Um, I was out with the girls, got home with them and James said, can I have a word with you? And he mm. um, sat me down on the bed and um, and said um, that Henley had been hit by a car and I said, is he okay? Where is yeah, he? And yeah. he said, no, he's not. He didn't pull through. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, that was six, it was six months ago. It was June last year and I still, right. yeah, still very, very emotional. Um, I still miss him a lot. Now, what about the girls? Because obviously Henley's been a part of your life, well, since what, Grace would have been 10 yeah. as we said um, before, Frankie Yeah, look, I mean, I, 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 must, I must preface this by saying I've lived a very blessed and happy life, but, mm. um, but because that, telling them, sitting them down and telling them that yeah. he had gone is the hardest and saddest thing I've ever done in my life because they, all three of them had the same response. They just, they were standing, they just, they just dropped to the ground yeah. and just like, just ball, sobbed for an hour straight. What did you love about Henley the most? Um, Henley was, anyone who lives at Henley Beach would have known Henley. He was like the king of Henley Beach. He'd walk along mm. everywhere and say, hi Henley. He loved the beach. He loved the ocean. He was, he was a smiley dog. Mm. He was always a beautiful, happy, happy dog. And it's taken us <clears throat> a good sort of six months 
for about a month afterwards, I'd get home, I'd look for him. We would think we would hear his footsteps, him scratching mm. at the door. It took us a long time to, um, to be ready, um, yeah, to, to bring another dog into our home. Poor little Henley. <laughs> no. oh, you're making me feel sad <laughs> now. I'm sitting there trying to picture this little Dalmatian running <laughs> around the beautiful. beach. He was beautiful and very empathetic. If you were having yeah. a bad day or if the girls were upset, he'd go to whoever's room was a bit yes. sad and just stand with them. He was very empathetic. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a beautiful soul. Um, do the girls or have you guys ever talked about another dog? I mean, I know because it, yeah. it, it's a family member. You've lost. Yeah, you've lost. They a talked about member. it straight away. They wanted a new dog straight away, but we right. we weren't we weren't ready. We had to mourn him. We had to grieve him. Um, yeah. but um, yeah, we just decided uh, in the last week to to bring a new dog into our home. No, really? <laughs> yeah. yes. Really? Yeah. It feels like the times right yeah. now. Yeah, we we need we, our family's not complete without a without a dog. I suppose you got to get to that point where you want to honour and still love yeah, Henley. Yeah, and we do. And We've not, got pictures of him everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah. not just simply replace him with yeah. another dog. Yeah. So about six months. It feels right now. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, so, thank you so much for sharing that. Right. Um, so coming up next. Yeah. There's a new edition. There's a new edition. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. We've got a wolfie. Really? Could, <laughs> yeah. could this actually inspire you and James to look at new editions across oh! the board? As I'm discovering more and more about you, Beck, and we are sort of feeling each other out, if that's not inappropriate, you've just told us about your beautiful dog, Henley, yeah. the Dalmatian, who you lost in the middle of last year with the family. Yeah, a shock loss too. He was hit by a car outside of our hmm. house, so we didn't have a chance to say goodbye, and it was a, a, yeah, a real shock for our family. Now, after six months, yes. you and the family have decided, so you've been down to the Animal Welfare League, yeah. and please tell us about your new addition. Well, we got Henley from the Animal Welfare League, so we really, if we wanted to, if we were able to, wanted to adopt a dog rather yep. than buy from a breeder. Uh, so we've been keeping an eye on their website for about a month, right. uh, and we saw this beautiful boy pop up. He's a Samoyed. <laughs> Oh, oh, the big white he's fluffy dog. He's a big dogs. white fluffy one. He's not so white and fluffy at the moment because he came in a, in a neglected condition and they had to shave him. So he right. looks a little bit funny. So he's got a big lollipop fluffy head and a shaved body. Oh, nice. Um, excuse my ignorance. Uh, Samoids like the snow dogs? Yeah. They are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they are. Right. Uh, so he looks a little funny. He is a beautiful boy. Mm -hmm. He's huge. When we went to see him, we couldn't tell from the photo how big he was. He's up to my waist. Right. He can fit his head on our kitchen table, which he's doing wow. to try and eat scraps. Um, he's massive. And his name? Uh, we've called him Wolfie because he looks like a wolf, basically. Okay. Uh, and we've had him for about a week. Uh, he is a beautiful boy. He's a little bit naughty. He's a bit right. of a like excitable puppy. He mm. jumps. He bites. How old is he? Uh, he's about 10 months old. So oh, he's right. still a baby boy. And is Sam, was that those ones with those really striking, bluey, greeny gray no, eyes? No, that's a husky. Oh, he right. does have beautiful eyes though. Okay. Very expressive mm -hmm. eyes. Uh, he loves the water uh, and the girls are just besotted and he has filled a, he's filled a hole in our home. Right. And now I've got to find this out. Where does Wolfie sleep? Is it on beds? Is it in a Well, he laundry? sleeps on Miller, my middle child's bed. He's taken a real shine to her. Uh, and then the, about the third night he vomited on her bed. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah. we a bit of a rough, so well, we need to get a mattress protector. With Henley as well in the past, it, your dogs 
Do they they sleep on the beds? They're, they're in they're inside beds. Inside Hen- dogs. Henley didn't. Henley slept on the couch, but Wolfie is so big that he takes up half of our couch, so he's not allowed on the on the couch. He also sheds, which oh, is a big oh. problem for me. <laughs> Can I ask though, too? Are you the sort of person with your pets that you know when you finish your meals or your cup of tea or something? Do you leave your cup there or your bowls and that for the? Dogs to lick your own. No, 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 no. I will put I will put my leftovers out into his bowl, but he doesn't right. eat at our table. I'm not that kind of dog mum. My dad lets his dog Jax drink out of his cup of tea. No, like, yes, no, 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 yes, no, no. We have boundaries in our home. <laughs> um, so big Samoy. Beautiful big Samoyed called Wolf, Wolfie. <laughs> We've got a little phone call here, uh-huh. um, Rebecca. No, is joining us from Burton. I've just had a little wave. There's a phone, there's a phone call. There's a phone call. Um, uh, Beck, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, are you a Samoyed owner? Hi, guys. Yeah, I am a Samoyed owner. I have two beautiful Samoids myself, and they are seriously the best dogs. So, Beck, congratulations on uh, adopting Wolfie. Uh, um, you have seriously made the best decision. Oh, thank you so much. What are your boys called or girls? Uh, so I have a boy and a girl. So uh, Valkyrie, uh, she's four. Mm-hmm. She's my first Samoyed. And I have Cassius, who's almost two. Oh, how beautiful. Thank you. I'm happy to be in the Samoyed community, <laughs> Beck. There you go. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your call. Um, Beck, I'm so excited that you've got a new little doggy. Yeah, thank Wolfie. you. Wolfie. Wolfie. Put bring... some photos up on the socials. Yeah, he's beautiful. Yeah, Can you bring Wolfie into the studio? No, we can't have dogs up on the 13th Why not? Floor. Why? No, you can oh, bring your dog to work. <laughs> Kate joins us. Uh, good morning, Kate from Maiponga. Hey, Kate, are you a Samoyed owner as well? I am indeed a Samoyed owner. Oh, in fact, you oh, yeah. have the Smiling Samoyed Brewery, which I've been we to a couple of times. We do. So we definitely love our Samoids and think that you've made a great choice. And we are also owners of, that's one barking, um, <laughs> a rescue Samoid as well. Oh. So Hoppy, who's our nine-year-old ambassador dog, she came to us from the RSPCA. Oh, beautiful. Um, Kate, tell us about Samoids. What, what is it about them, their characteristics? They're just beautiful and friendly. They're real people dogs. They've got the beautiful smile, obviously, that we mm-hmm. used for the name of the brewery, mm-hmm. so Smiling Samoids. Um, yeah, they're just really friendly. Um, if they're with people all the time, they're pretty easygoing. Actually, um, now you say that, Kate, I went upstairs yesterday and he stood at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> and howled until I came back down <laughs> again. <laughs> He's a bit needy. <laughs> uh, can yeah. we can we bring him in to meet yours? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we welcome friendly friendly dogs on leads at the brewery. So like um, definitely bring him down. Okay, dogs and beers. Sounds <laughs> yeah. like a date. Yeah, Brilliant, um, Kate. Thank you so much. Um, how good's that? That's very reassuring that you've picked a beautiful dog, a yeah. lovely breed. Yep. Very happy. Yep. Nice. And off to the smiling Samoyed Brewery this weekend. Mm. The beers. <laughs> <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.